on. I hope you guys are having a good day. Uh, I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And uh, we are going to have a conversation about all this stuff going on with Google and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and and then also uh, what's happening in our country at large. And uh, a person that I really uh, wanted to hear from that I'm really excited to uh, give you all the chance to hear from is Miss Angela Stanton King. So Angela Stanton King is uh, a very outspoken black woman who has uh, political views that that I think I, I, I'm going to say they seem to lean in the right. Uh, but uh, I think that we need to hear all the points of view. And Angela is not afraid to share her perspective. And that's one of the reasons why I love hearing from her. So uh, first of all, Angela, I'd like to ask you, how are you doing today, sister? I'm doing great. Um, thank you for inviting me on your show yet once again. I appreciate it, Mr. Boykins. Yes. Well, thank you for thank you for joining us. It is an honor to have you. Um, so let's start. Let's just start from the beginning. So, Angela, you uh, I was surprised you and I were talking today and you mentioned that you were at the D- at the Capitol when uh, everything went down. Um, well, let's start from the beginning. Then. What, what, what took you out to D.C. on that day? Well, I was actually not at the Capitol, but at the president's rally and everything is kind of in the same vicinity, the White House, Freedom Plaza. It's kind of all right there. Um, you guys know that I work very closely with the Trump administration. So um, I felt that it was important to be there to hear what the president had to say. We didn't know exactly what was going to happen on January 6th, whether or not, you know, Republican congressmen were going to vote to give the election to Joe Biden or if they were going to vote against it. So we were there um, in support of that. I myself personally have been at plenty of the president's rallies. I've heard him speak um, several times. Even at this rally, um, I heard him speak. Although I left early, you could still hear it on the radio. Um, And I never personally heard the president inside a riot. I heard him tell people, you know, march over to the Capitol peacefully and let your voices be heard. I never heard him say, go storm the Capitol, go overturn the election, go try to take our country back. He never said anything like that. But I will tell you this. um, I was a little bit unnerved this time. Um, And as we were riding and I had security and I was riding on the back of the go-kart and we got up front, there were just so many people. And when you're at these rallies and there's so many people, they kind of force all the traffic to go in one direction. So I knew that if anything was going to go down because it was so many people that there was no way that I was going to get out of there. And something in my spirit just didn't necessarily feel right this time. So something told me, Angela, it might be a good idea if you leave. And so I had one of my friends with me and I told her, I said, you know what? I said, I think we need to get out of here. I said, and I need we need to leave this area before the president is done speaking. Um, as soon as I told her that I got a text in my phone from a friend of mine that works in secret service and Intel saying, Hey, be very careful of your surroundings. There are propane tanks all over the city. And I was like, propane tanks, what in the world? I said, you know what? I love, you know, I support Trump. I love him in his administration, but this ain't how I want to go out. I said, let me get my black behind up out of here. So I started. <laughs> getting my stuff together to get up out of there. And um, I'm walking to get out of the perimeter because you got to walk so many blocks before you can even get a cab, before there are any, you know, back and forth. Because if something happens, they want to be able to keep everyone in the same perimeter. So by the time I walked outside of that perimeter and got in the Uber, I think I got a text from one of my friends saying something about the police are tripping. I think they found a bomb. 
And then the next thing I know, we're headed to the airport and I'm still listening to everything that's going on. And things were just absolutely crazy. Um, I was not at the Capitol. I would not have been at the Capitol. That's not really my style. You know, I ain't into breaking into stuff and making and demanding that somebody listens to me. That's not how I roll. But um, I will say one of the things that I did notice was that I noticed that every time there's these protesters, we have these provocateurs and these agitators that people don't want to talk about, but it's Antifa. And it's on both sides. Now, I'm not saying it's just Antifa, but I have seen Antifa infiltrate the MAGA movement. I've also seen Antifa infiltrate the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, Dr. Mm. Boyce, you know, you know, when it comes to black folk, we don't, we don't burn down churches. I mean, that's just not really, right. that's not an MO. Like, we we might loot, we might go in the mall, we might steal some shit out of Gucci, Louie, or whatever, but we're not burning down no churches. So the fact that black churches were burned down during the Black Lives Matter movement, you understand where I'm coming from? It was mm-hmm. just really alarming to me. And today, my point is, how is it that black folks are so upset about a bunch of white folks storming the Capitol, but these same black folks aren't upset about white folks coming in our neighborhoods and burning them down in the name of Black Lives Matter? And I, I put up a tweet in regards to that, which is called a firestorm, but that's kind of like where I'm at. And I mean, after the experience on yesterday and having been a Democrat and now been a Republican and being able to experience both sides, you know, I've just come to the conclusion that I really just want to be independent and I just want to fight for what's right. Um, I don't want to be separated anymore by political party, by race, by religion. I think all of those things are things that separate us. I want to come together with people that want to do what's right, want to fight for what's right, and want to invoke real change. Well, everybody who's watching, I'm speaking with Angela Stanton King, and we're talking about the recent uh, situation in D.C., as well as the current environment in our country. Uh, if you could, please hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Everybody do that right now. And uh, and in case you want to know why uh, I had Angela on, is because um, I saw Angela for the first time on The Breakfast Club. And uh, and I'm sure she's gotten a lot of feedback. I, I know you got a lot of feedback on that interview. It was really fiery. Um, I, was ha- I was proud of Charlemagne and the crew for having you on uh, and just letting you speak. Um, and because I'm a big believer in freedom of speech, uh, I, I think that if you want to fight it out, fight it out with ideas, you know, lay your ideas on the table. I lay mine on the table. Um, I'm not when you get to the point where I start saying to you, um, I don't believe you have a right to even share your ideas. You, I, I don't, you don't even have a right to talk. Um, that is uh, called totalitarianism. Uh, yeah. That is uh, a tactic that was used uh, during the Nazi regime. Uh, that is a um, that is a horrible kind of propaganda that's very destructive for a country. And I believe it's going to come back on black folks. So let, let, let me talk about, ask you about this, uh, Angela. You as a, um, I'm going to go ahead and say you're a conservative. I mean, you, you're a supporter of Trump. And uh, we'll get into that why, we'll get into why in a minute, because uh, I definitely think people should hear that. Um, but right now, it seems to me like they're there. I think I saw a hashtag that says something like, uh, ban them all or something. And, and they're literally kind of going through and doing almost like a digital genocide where they're seeking to eliminate not just Trump, but really anybody with dissenting points of view. Like that means anybody who's questioning the virus, uh, anybody who's questioning the LGBT agenda, anybody who's questioning what the liberals are doing, like they are really getting kind of Adolf Hitler with it right now. Uh, Can you kind of speak to that in terms of what you've been seeing in your space? 
I've lost um, 20,000 followers since yesterday on Twitter. So they've definitely hit my account. My Instagram account was hit. Um, anybody that had been paying attention or watching, you know, I put up a video. I get nearly 100,000 views, 10,000 likes. I mean, that's been shut down. My Facebook was hit. Even when I was running my campaign and, and trying to run for office as a conservative, my accounts were blocked. They wouldn't even allow me to promote my campaigns or run any ads. Anybody that is speaking out against their agenda, they are silencing. It's not just the president, but it's also conservatives or anyone with an alternative view. If you're talking about their agenda with you know, transgenderism when it comes to our children, if you're talking about abortion, if you're talking about you know the massive fraud that took place in our elections, let me say allegedly so they don't cut you off, then you're deemed an enemy of the people and they want to silence you. Um, this is something that we have been watching take place over in China, right? They, their citizens aren't really free. I mean, they're totally controlled. I mean, they just gave somebody that was uh, a, a journalist, I want to say four years in prison for reporting on something that was actually true and factual. But they want to control what we hear. They want to control what we see. They want to control what we read. And we heard from Malcolm X a long time ago that he who controls the media controls the masses. Why are they fighting so hard to silence us? Like, I have not incited any riots. I haven't told anybody to kill anyone. I mean, I haven't done anything crazy other than expose the racism behind Planned Parenthood. Black people have to ask themselves, why would we even agree with somebody that's silencing someone like that? Someone that's speaking out against something that we all know is factual. There's some really deep stuff going on behind the scenes. I'm not really at liberty to discuss it all, but I think that our eyes have been open um, in the year of 2020. And regardless of whether we like Trump or whether we like conservatives or not, we need to know that the pendulum swings both ways. And if it's happening now today to us, then it's definitely happening to you tomorrow. Like I'm not a fond of, of Joe Biden at all. But I wouldn't want him censored. I wouldn't want his account silenced because I need to hear what he has to say. And when it comes to just, for instance, if there was an emergency or an attack on America or a bomb threat or, or we were getting ready to go to war, then that information would be coming directly from the White House. If the president had an emergency and he needed to speak to the American people, I'm sure he would probably do a press conference. But one of the ways that he would release that information is through Twitter. And for these media tech giants who are not government officials, they're, they're not police officers, for them to say that we're going to silence the president because we don't like him, we don't like what he says, he's going against our agenda, then that means that they're bigger than the actual sitting president. And that is very dangerous. And this is what we are up against. I can't hear you. Can't hear you. On a, sorry about that. I muted myself when I'm clicking around. Um, so let me ask you this, Angela. The, um, you know, the argument that a lot of people have made when that you when you say like, why are you censoring? Um, you know, it doesn't make sense to censor the president. The argument that's been made is that uh, he's inciting violence, and that conservatives that are egging on or even in any type of agreement with what happened in D.C. are inciting violence. Now, uh, I'm going to give you my direct answer on this. I, I'm, I'm not going to even pretend to be um, neutral on this. I'm, I'm not. I, I voted libertarian, by the way. I, I'm not into that Democrat, Republican stuff, but I, I like to hear both sides. Um, and, uh, and, and one of the things that 
I thought about was I said, but wait a minute. I, I heard a lot of liberals who were very much in support of a lot of violence that was going down all summer long. Buildings being burned down, businesses being destroyed, cops getting shot at, you know, I mean, just stuff on fire. And and I hated it. I didn't like it. You know, I I mean, I, I ended up in a real dangerous situation when I went to Portland where I, I really almost had to hurt somebody because there was no cops around. There was no cops. So I had to take justice in my own hands. Since that time, murder rates and carjacking rates have skyrocketed in a lot of these cities because there are people that were cheering on this chaos. So I was like, what's the difference between that and this? Like, is, is it just because one was done by one party and the other? Are, are y'all that crazy and stupid? Like, I don't know. Give me your thoughts on that. I mean, people really think that skin color makes us different. I mean, I don't think that people get it. I mean, we're all capable of doing the same things. Again, like I said, I didn't hear the president inside a riot. I mean, usually when you inside a riot, you tell people just us what we heard the Democrats say. Burn everything down. Don't stop. There needs to be no civil unrest. Nothing like that came from the president's mouth. The president said we're going to march over to the Capitol peacefully and let our voices be heard. He never said burn anything down. He never said don't let there be any civil rest whatsoever. So I think that what's happening is you have people on the conservative side that have sat back and watched, you know, Black Lives Matter protesters terrorize our country and burn down our communities and they got rewarded. I mean, their voices were heard. They got Black Lives Matter murals painted in the streets, you know, several of them in different cities. And maybe they're looking at that and saying, hey, well, if they did it and, and had their voices heard, then maybe we should do it. Maybe we need to storm the Capitol. Maybe we need to set some things on fire. I said this yesterday and I'll say it again today. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly glad. I, I don't have a problem with a bunch of white folks storming the Capitol. I mean, if you ask me, I'm glad that they didn't come to the black neighborhoods. I'm more impacted and aggravated by people coming into black neighborhoods and destroying our communities and then going back to their communities. White folks storming the Capitol doesn't impact me in any type of way. So again, I have to ask my people, what are we really upset about? People are saying, well, oh, if, 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 if they were black, they would have gotten killed. They would have gotten shot. Well, guess what? Four people did die. A woman did get shot in the neck and nobody got MAGA or Trump supporters painted in the street because of, you know, their destruction that they caused um, in their fight for justice. I think that people have a right to protest and I think that our protest should be peacefully. And I don't think that we should give a pass to what happened with the Black Lives Matter riots, even here in Atlanta. You know, Sequoia Turner, the eight-year-old girl that was killed because her mama got off the expressway because the police officers here in Atlanta allowed them to set up a zone just kind of like in Chase. We remember what was going on over in Chaz, what was going on over in Seattle. These people held the whole town hostage for a week. People died. You remember mm. a gentleman getting on TV saying the ambulance couldn't even come through to help his son. His son died because they wouldn't even allow the ambulance through. So where what where is the outrage for that? All of a sudden we're upset that these people stormed the Capitol and, and posed for some photos. They ain't burn it down. They didn't mm. completely destroy the city like they did to us. So I think that again, we can sidetrack from what's really going on. Notice how after that happened, nobody was talking about election fraud. It all was about, oh, Donald Trump and these people are terrorists. 
how are white people storming the Capitol terrorists, but the white people burning down black neighborhoods are heroes? I just need anybody mm. to explain that to me. Well, everybody, I'm speaking with Angela Stanton King. Angela Stanton King is an outspoken black woman. She also, you, you ran for Congress. Is that right? I did. Um, yeah. Ran for Congress as a Republican. Black folks didn't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> I didn't have much of a chance at all just because of the fact that I was a Republican. But, you know, I had been hearing so many people say, you know, Republicans don't represent us. But it was important for me to make us understand that we needed a seat at every table, whether it's the Republican table, the Libertarian table, the, the Democrat table. We need to have somebody there representing us. So when they go into those meeting rooms and they're debating and they're coming up with these laws and these decisions, who is in the Republicans ear speaking for us? We need somebody that truly represents us. So for all of us to believe that we're supposed to be Democrat, like somehow we can win or be successful in that way. I just felt like that was the wrong way to go about it. And I'm not a Democrat because I feel as though Democrat policies have changed over the years. I mean, it's not the same Democrat party that grandmama and them supported back in the day. I mean, these things have gotten radical. I mean, from aborting a baby all the way up until the moment of birth, um, transitioning, sexually transitioning children as young as eight years old. I'm talking about the things that they are teaching in school, giving your children the options, three, four, and five years old, to whether or not they can be girls or boys. I mean, just things that are totally unnecessary. And I think that we're asleep and we need to wake up. There is a huge agenda being pushed right now when it comes to population control. Everything is an attack on black life. If we go all the way back to the, the, the Tuskegee experiment with syphilis, if we want to talk about AIDS, how that impacted the black community, if we want to talk about mass incarceration, if we want to talk about abortion, if we want to talk about COVID, all of these things somehow is an attack on black life. And when it comes to population control and their agenda and the things that they are pushing as far as sterilization, um, as far as vaccines, as far as abortion, the black community is always the first to go. And it's just something that I can no longer be silent on. And I just got to blow the whistle and, and get as many of us to wake up as we possibly can. And mm. I, I haven't made a lot of friends doing it, but they'll be OK. Well, you know what? Um, uh, I'm, I'm your friend because I, I don't need to agree with everything you say for us to be friends. And and uh, everybody who's watching, um, I'm speaking with Angela Stanton King. And I uh, encourage you to understand that, you know, I mean, this is why this space is for intelligent black people, intelligent black people. Uh, that doesn't mean you're going to agree with everything that you hear here. You know, it, it just means that you're going to allow all the good ideas to get on the table. And I think that uh, and anybody who can't understand that probably shouldn't be here because, uh, you know, I, I didn't invite Angela in because because I knew everybody would love everything she had to say. I brought her in because I, I, I just thought, well, why wouldn't you let somebody talk? You know, uh, you know, I, 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 I think a lot about things. And one of the things that uh, that I truly believe, Angela, is that a person who blocks you from ideas is usually not your friend. Like if somebody's like, no, 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 you don't, you don't need to hear. You don't need to know what's going on over here. That that means you're getting played. You know, there, there was a, a filmmaker I worked with one time, Angela, um, uh, just as a, like a random thought. And uh, one time I worked with this guy and we did a film project and and I had to pay some money and he was handling some other stuff on the production side. and all Because I didn't know nothing about film production at that time. I've learned a lot since then, believe me. But at that time, I didn't know what was going on. And um, and, and it got to the point where every time I would ask a question, 
he never really had a straight answer, you know, and he would kind of, you know, slip and slide around. But he always was getting my money, but he was, well, he wasn't delivering. And so eventually I started asking a lot of very direct questions. And I'd be like, OK, so you told me that you got the director to work on such and such. Can I talk to the director? He's like, no, don't you worry about that. I'll talk to the director. OK, well, well, the editor. Uh, what's the editor? Where, who? What's the editor's name? Where, where can I get in touch with? Well, well you, you don't need to know all that. I, I, I'm handling all that, right? That's when I knew that he was trying to play me for a sucker. Your right. people that hide information from you are not your friends, black They're people. Not. So, They're not. so all this censorship, like, like, no, 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 you don't need to hear from Angela Stanton. You know, we don't want you know, you, you Angela Stanton can get on some radio stations because they're in the pockets of people that exploit the black community by limiting your access to information. So make it clear. Let's get this thing clear. I don't care if you're a Democrat, Republican, Green Party, Libertarian, non-voter. That's on you. I I do not care. I will not judge you. But what I do have an issue with is anybody who thinks that we're going to benefit when we're letting people keep us from hearing from all the people in our community who are bringing ideas to the table. You ain't got to agree with her, but hear the lady out. Seriously. And I, and I think a lot of people agree. I'm seeing the chat people like, like I, I noticed that the, the reaction I've seen, you can tell me what your reaction is based on what you, you know, happened when you went on the breakfast club and everything. But what I see is I see at least a couple of reactions to people, people like yourself, particularly you, because you communicate your ideas very, very clearly and very passionately. One either, you know, it's like, Oh, who is this cone? Or she's a, you know, that type of thing. Or, it's like a breath of fresh air. Like people are like, one of the things that I realize is when it comes to our people, those who have not heard from me and then hear from me, they have a different perspective. Um, I think that what happens is so many times we are blinded by what other people say, what we're reading in the media reports that we don't give ourselves a chance to hear from them people. And I think that what has happened with this walk that I've had while working with this administration is that black people have hated Trump more than they love me. Like I have to ask people sometimes when they get upset and say, Oh, you just a cool. Why would you say that? What, what have I done? They don't have any answers. You can't say that I've done anything. Anytime that I've gone in to work with this administration, it's been in regards to criminal justice reform or in efforts to defund Planned Parenthood, which is the number one killer of black life, or it's been in regards to financial literacy, you know, the platinum plan, opportunity zones, any way that we can, you know, enhance our communities. So this is what my fight was. How can you hate someone for that? So I think that there's a lot of misinformation going around. And just like you said, you know, there are people that will ban me and say, well, I'm not going to bring her on the show or I'm not going to allow her to have a voice because she runs with Trump. Well, let me tell you something. Regard Me running with Trump got a lot of black people out of prison. Me running with Trump ended up preserving a lot of black lives because we did end up defunding Planned Parenthood, whether it's stuck or not. We did make a difference. Me running with Trump helped us get opportunity zones and tax incentives for people to be able to come back and rebuild the very communities that Black Lives Matter burned down. So I was able to walk away with real tangibles. Not only that, but the man gave me a huge platform. Every time he had a rally, he was saying my name. He was holding up my book. He was promoting my book. I mean, I've gotten more support from Trump than I've gotten from a lot of people that I've known for years, even some people in my own family. So at the end of the day, 
we have to pay attention to what people do and not necessarily so much as what people say. Because even when we had Obama for president, we knew that we loved everything he said, but we didn't love everything that he did when it came mm. to behalf of black America. So when it comes to President Trump and the things that he has done for the black community, I applaud him for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm like, at least we got something. You know, our schools are permanently funded. You understand where I'm coming from? A lot of people were able to take advantage of the PPP loans that came down through the pipeline to try to sustain their businesses. You know, our fight for religious freedom, what he's done to help us with freedom of speech. All of this fight we've been doing and look how it ended up. Mm. How does big tech get to not only silence us, but silence the president? I, mm. I, and I, I go on Twitter right now and see all type of porn, see all type of OnlyFans <laughs> accounts. I can see Chrissy Teigen talking about her love for pedophilia and eating children and all of that type of stuff. But me, I get what, back to Wait, 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 what? I said I can go on Twitter and see. I know you said Chrissy Teigen. I, I'm sorry. Isn't Chrissy Teigen, isn't she the lady that's married to John Legend? And, and also the lady that had all of the tweets all over Twitter about her love for pedophilia and eating children. Right. So anybody can go. Wait, John that. Legend's wife yeah. talked about eating yeah. children? Yeah. I, also, I had to keep, I, I, the record player scratched in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a, a quick research to pull up all of the tweets for you. <laughs> And I'm like, we're not we're not banning stuff like that. But I, I get banned because I want black women to give birth. I want us to build our numbers. I want us to grow our communities. I mean, I just I don't get it. I mean, it's just we're backwards. We're backwards. <laughs> OK, so you you uh, that that threw me off a little bit. I got, I'm going to Google that. Oh, it threw me off when I read them. I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, my God, nobody has said anything. And I get banned for talking about abortion? Come on, man. What in the hell is going on here? Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Well, well, everybody, I'm talking to Angela Stanton King, and uh, we're talking about all the stuff that's going on with um, with the country, with censorship, with the D.C. protests, everything. Uh, remember, we're building black media, and also I want to uh, guide you all to the allblackagenda.com. That is where we have put our black agenda uh, together that you can implement with your family. You don't need Biden, Trump, anybody's permission to do this. These are things you can do in your own family to make your situation better. Uh, because I and I and I'd like to get Miss um, Stanton King's uh, perspective on this. Um, and so go to the allblackagenda.com and everybody, please take one second, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. If everybody could do that now and then put your hashtag B1 in the chat after you do that. Well, I would appreciate that right now. One, two, three, everybody thumbs up subscribe, all that stuff. Please do that. We need you to do that. Okay. So I want to ask you about this, uh, Miss Stanton King. When I see people on the left, you know, burning down buildings and, and all whatever they were doing this summer, whether it was Antigua or anybody else, part of me didn't like, I, I, a big part of me didn't like it because I don't want to see that destruction. But another part of me, I understand uh, economics and inequality and America has a lot of inequality. Um, and I can, so I can partly understand the frustration. Uh, when I saw people on the right, well, uh, you know, maybe country folks, you know, country boy from Alabama climbing over the walls of the Capitol building just to get a chance to speak to his representative. Um, I thought about the same thing. I thought about the fact that Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell, their combined net worth is over two hundred million dollars, about a quarter of a billion dollars. And uh, I saw these people who are worth hundreds of millions of dollars sitting in Congress away from the world, detached in the, in, in, in a political version of the ivory tower making life or death economic decisions 
for starving families. Uh, you know, people were getting evicted or not evicted based on whether they decided to send the $600 check now or send it next month. Um, that that infuriated me. And and and, all, and, and, and I, I think it's incredibly arrogant that they think, OK, I can't be touched. Can't nobody mess with me. And, and so what I really see is when I look at the extremes, because remember, we're talking about the extremes, you know, and I think it's very it's sad when you when you want to link every Trump supporter to the person that climbed the wall of the White House wearing the the elephant ears or whatever he had the horn on let me, let me tell y'all about this trump supporter i heard a roar all i know is the president said something next thing i know i heard a roar it sounded like we was in medieval times or something you know the movies mm. when the people on the horses and they finna get ready to go and rush the castle i just heard a roar and i was like let me tell you something my black ass for to get the fuck up out of here. That's what I'm finna do. <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in none of it. So when you talk about not tying every Trump supporter, it's just like not tying every Democrat. But one of the things that I will say to our community is this. We have to begin to put the responsibility where it lies. Now, one thing about them white folks storming the Capitol and going to question their representatives, if you feel like your vote has been cheated by Congress, then Congress is where you need to have your beef at. Mm. Counter to the Black Lives Matter rights, when you got these police officers killing these unarmed black men, why did y'all not go burn their houses down? Why mm. did y'all not go burn the police departments down? Like, why did y'all come to our neighborhoods and our communities? Mm. None of those business owners, none of the people that own those cars or those properties had anything to do with George Floyd or Ma Arbery or any of them losing their lives. So why are we even Sequoia Turner? Why is she dead? She had nothing to do with what happened to Rayshard Brooks. The person that owned the Wendy's here in Atlanta had nothing to do with what happened to Rayshard Brooks. So I think that when we are having our protests, we need to make sure that we are putting the responsibility where it lies. Mm. Well, you know, I, and I agree with you. And I, and I really think that what, what, what I really see is something that was turned that has become a civil war that really should have been a revolution. You know, I, I really think that what we got to realize is that you really have the 1% playing people against each other all, all for issues that they don't even care about. Um, you know, and, and I, and I think there's enough criticism to go around uh, whether you're talking about the PPP loans, the PPP loans went right over the head of black people, uh, people that needed the money the most didn't get it. The billionaires and the corporations got it. And then also Nancy Pelosi was playing games when she's pretending to negotiate for a stimulus package, but she wasn't trying to negotiate nothing. She was trying to starve people out, make them depend on the government, keep them scared so that she could get Trump out of office. I saw that game from a mile away and I yeah. thought that it was appalling because you're playing with people's lives. So really um, I wouldn't go storm the Capitol steps. I wouldn't go burn down no buildings, but if I did, it would be because of what the elite are doing to the masses. And I hope people see that. So you don't get caught up in just being mad at a, at a Democrat or mad at a Republican Get mad at the pe what they're doing to your country. Um, I, I'd like for you to get the last word on that, please. Well, what I want to say is this. I love what you're doing. That's what made me call you earlier today, because one of the things that I realized is I I'm tired of us depending on the government. I'm tired of us waiting four years for a Republican president or a Democrat president to come do something for us. So I love how you are educating the community. And that's my takeaway. Like my I'm getting ready to rebrand everything and they don't have nothing to do with the government. We can do this ourselves. So I'm pulling together a coalition of black leaders that want to invest in the black community and watch our communities grow with the PPP loans. Now, I believe that what happens is a lot of the time we're not educated on how to access that information. 
We're not educated on how to get those funds. Because if you remember, the guy from Love and Hip Hop got like $2 million and ended up getting locked up for going to buy him a Rolex. So some black folks did get it now. You understand where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. Raphael Warnock got $442,000 out of the PPP law. Anyway, I ain't going to well, go. Well, let that go. How, how, but I'm just saying, how much did he get again? Say it again. $442,000 from the PPP loan. Now, <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought the churches and stuff was closed down. But anyway, make a long story short, <laughs> what we have to do is we got to educate our communities like when that money come down the pipeline. That's why I was talking about us having those financial literacy centers so we can have people in place to show them how to apply for those loans, how to get all of your paperwork together, how to fill this stuff out. I think that there is a lack of knowledge. And, you know, they said a long time ago, if you ever want to hide something from a black man, put it inside of a book. So they have been keeping knowledge from us a long time. And that goes back into what they're doing right now by censoring some of us. You have to ask yourself, why are they going so hard? Like, I ain't nobody major. You I ain't the president. Why are y'all going so hard? Why am I such a threat? I must be telling the truth about something. Well, you know, it's um, the, the censorship is wrong. And um, and I agree. I, I, I think that. Uh, we can all we, people can be Democrats, Republicans, whatever they want to be. But I think we got to be black first, because this is a time where um, black nationalism is the best response to racist white globalism. You know, the, the, the globalism is what has destroyed your economy uh, because they will they will not hire a factory worker in Detroit. They will hire a factory worker in China and that money will go to a corporate profits. And um, and so your country is going to continue to decline. And uh, people are already neglecting black people before we hit a pandemic. Now they're even neglecting white people, too. So uh, so we got to turn inward. We got to turn to each other. And so uh, I appreciate you, uh, Angela, for your points of view. And I think that you are uh, a remarkable and intelligent person. And I'd like for everybody to go follow you on social media. What is your social media? Uh, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram, the Angela Stanton. I'm on Parlor, the Angela Stanton, and I'm on Twitter, the Angie Stanton. So guys, connect with me. Um, stay in touch for as long as we can. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be here. I'm sure they're gonna probably nuke my account sooner or later. So get on there and get the information while it lasts. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and, that, and that's another thing. Just uh, so everybody knows. Um, and another reason y'all got to be careful about this censorship thing, about agreeing with this. I know that they, they'll come out and they'll say, oh, well, we're going to you know, censor anybody who uses the N word. And you're like, yeah, they should. Uh, you know, I guess because people somehow think that it matters what white people think of us. I personally don't care what they think about me. But, you know, it's but the thing about it is you are next. After they go get them, they're going to come get you next. You're going to be a victim of their anti-racism programs. That means that when you start talking to black and you start talking about racial oppression and what white people are doing to black people and everything, they're going to call that racist, too. And they're going to shut you down, too. So uh, so let's let's find some other ways. I, I need you all to deliberately follow different platforms so we can stay connected in case it really goes down. So your black that's right there on the screen. We have a social media platform that we own called blackenough.com. That's a play on the word black enough. So it's kind of a, a fun way to say it. Uh, and we have a trademark on that word. That is our term. That is our platform. So blackenough.com. You can also hit a button and find people in your community that you can get together with. You can form investment groups and you never know. I mean, this is another thing that's interesting, Angela. The, the world's getting crazy and we could get to the point. I think Pup, Chuck D from Public Enemy, did. they did a song where they were just talking about what happens if the grid goes down. 
Like what happens if they just shut off the internet tomorrow for your safety? And no, next thing you know, we can It's amazing that you said that because I've gotten word that that is a strong possibility that communication could come out tomorrow. I was told not to say anything, but because you said it, I'm just going to go ahead and say, y'all, stay aware. You know, it's a lot of crazy stuff happening right now, y'all, behind the scenes. Trust and believe there is a reason why they are trying to hide all of this information from us. And um, I just got a feeling that something is going to happen um, before that inauguration takes place on the 21st. And I would just tell everybody, man, after what we've seen in 2020, just love your children, love your family, love, love your people. You know what I'm saying? Let's find some type of peace and love because... I really think that things are going to get worse before they get better. And um, it really hurts me to see us where we are. Like I've been in America my whole life. And, you know, Dr. Boyce, we, we've seen on TV some of the things that happened back in the day with John Lewis and Martin Luther King and how they were beaten and they were fighting for justice. And I just didn't grow up in that type of world. Like I just it, it, for all of this stuff to be coming back now, it seems as if. It's just really quite disturbing. And I just want people to know that we got to stop being separated by race. We, we got to stop race, religion and political parties. The only thing, the only difference is good and evil. You either a good person or you an evil person. And that's how we got to begin judging people by the content of the character, not their religion, not their political party and definitely not their skin color. So, Dr. Boyce, you know, anytime you want me on, it's a pleasure. I love the work that you do. Thank you, Black man, for what you Thank are you. doing for our people. This is, what, this is how we get it done. We do the work. We stop yeah. fighting. We do the work. We bring everybody together. And we take care of us. And that's what we yes. need to do. So I'll see you soon, Dr. Boyce. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Let me ask you one more question, uh, Angela. Are you on the Parlor app? I am. I am the okay. Angela Stanton on Parlor. So you guys can find me on Parlor as well. The Angela Stanton. Okay. Yeah. I saw where they took down the Parlor app off the Google Play Store, but it, and it was it wasn't working yesterday, but it looks like it's working today. And I like Parlor because they give freedom of speech. You know, I don't care who started it. I just like the freedom of speech part. So I'm also on Parlor too. And so uh, you guys can follow us on Parlor. I, I think it's I, I like the app. Um, so uh, I want to make sure people knew where they can find you because we need to stay connected. And uh, so everybody, please give a digital thank you, digital round of applause for Angela Stanton King. Uh, the, you said it's the Angela Stanton. That is how people can find you. Uh, look her up, follow her, support her, hear her out. Debate with her if you want to. She'll debate with you. She ain't scared. So, <laughs> yeah, I like the debate. I like the debate. <laughs> yeah, she ain't trying to censor you, even if you no, even if you're liberal. It's okay as long as you like. And stop. Don't do not side with white liberals trying to silence your sister. Okay, y'all need to be fighting with me. There is no way you should be supporting these people trying to silence me when I'm talking about this attack on black life. Okay, whether you pro-choice or not, you know what I'm talking about is right. Do not be siding with these folks mm. to silence me, okay? That is the enemy. We're not siding with the enemy in this season. We're going to support each other. We're going to uplift each other, and we're going to hold each other up. You know, one thing about my grandma, I'll tell you this before I go. My grandmother, I used to always think she was so mean. Like, every time, I used to be scared to ask her for stuff sometime. And one time, I remember, I asked her, I said, Grandma, I said, why are you so mean? And for once, she wouldn't let me call her grandma, so she had checked me. She said, you call me grandmother or should. She said, I'm not mean. I just mean what I say. And although I thought my grandmother was the meanest person in the world, I was always fed. I always had somewhere to lay my head. 
She took care of me when I was when I was sick. She may not have spoke in all of the words that I wanted to hear, but I knew that she loved me. And I'm kind of like that person. I may not be the nicest person. The nicest thing don't roll off my tongue because I'm really just blunt and to the point. And I don't, you know, I'm I don't cut no corners when it comes to bullshit. We need to deal with it and get it out of the way. But I love my people and don't ever, ever, ever second guess that ever. So thanks, right. Dr. Voice, for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you, sister. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us. Uh, hit the thumbs up button before you go. Uh, you can get a free e-copy of my book. It takes a village to raise the bar at allblackeconomics.com. So uh, so keep being intelligent, guys. Good to see you. I'll see you again real soon. And thanks again, Angela. Talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.